Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! He releases a ragged scream of delight and then releases his full force into you. He is so hungry for you, so lusty, and you are so closely entwined that you feel every flexing muscle, every breath, every shudder. Your bodies are silk ribbons woven together, smooth as water, undulating in a deep well of desire. Together, you bend like young trees in a storm, limber and strong. He flips you and dips you, and together you are acrobatic air, water, earth. You climax, screaming his name, becoming Stardust. Neil. Yes. Keep reading. Oh, after you recover some of <laughs> no, your No, 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 stop. Oh. We have to stop. It's. But why? We have to do a podcast. Oh, we do, don't we? But it's about this. Great. Hooray! Rended. <laughs> Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is Fuck, Mary Kill, Lit. Where we read two romance novels. One straight one and one queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. Yeah! Absolutely. Great. But before we do that, uh-huh. as a little a teaser and yeah. an appetizer. Yes, Neil, what has got you hot and bothered? Great. So something that I have noticed a lot of in a lot of these books that we've read so far is when there's an epilogue that wants to be like to like nail in the coffin they're getting married like in case you didn't know they were gonna get married they're getting married and it's usually one year later (laughs) and to me it feels and a lot of these books take place over maybe a month right maybe a couple weeks to me, it seems like a year and a month between meeting someone and get, getting married is not a lot of time. Am I crazy? Um, no. No, I don't think you're crazy. But I also do think that, I mean, sometimes that's how long it takes people to decide to get married. Um, but also, that's part of the ro- that's part of this the, the tropes. It's okay. like you're with the per like throughout this whole book, even though it's only a month. It's like I know right away that this is the person for me for the rest of my life. So, and if you both know that, you're just gonna get on that horse and ride. I guess. See, if someone that I knew was came up to me and was like, "Hey, you know that person that I met a year ago? We're getting married." I'd be like. Okay. I think that's also our modern American sensibilities. Like, because that's not the way it used to be at all. I mean, my parents got married after only a couple of months. And I think... (laughs) Not for this podcast. (laughs) But yes, regardless. I mean, you know, and then I did have a friend who... uh, They got engaged after, I think, only three weeks. Oh, God. They were Are toge- they still together? They were together for a decade. Okay. So I give it that. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just feel like that's a really quick. Like, between- uh, no, I'm going to have to say the whole institution of marriage is ridiculous and strange. Saying this as a person who's married and enjoys being married and did enjoy the institution and is also enjoyed getting married. It's also, it's all weird. Yeah. How long did you and Matt know each other? Before he asked me to marry him on the anniversary, the tenth anniversary of our first kiss. Great. I know it's super romantic. Also, that's a super long time. That is a long time. Yeah, but but I I will also say I was ready to marry him, so we uh, dated throughout 
college. So mm-hmm. that's he wasn't in college the whole time because he's an older man. Mm-hmm. Um, not that much older, but uh, a, a couple of years, a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we dated. We dated for the four years I was in college. And then I would say I was probably ready to marry him. So we moved in. Uh, we moved in right after college, mm-hmm. uh, after having some long distance because he lived somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's so the worst. I would, f- I honestly have to say, like I feel like we started redating each other and re-getting to know each other when we moved in. Mm-hmm. And I would also say a year into having into us being moved in together, I one hundred percent would have married him right away any day. Okay. So even though it's fair to say at that time we'd known each other and been dating for five mm-hmm. years, honestly, like that year was more instructional than all of those other four years. Right. And I was ready. I totally would have. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I just think, like... I think it's weird that it's so common for yeah, every book. Th- there were a couple books where it's like two years later. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess. I don't know. I like it when they're talking about the engagement. Right. But I'm also, like, real single, so what do I know? <laughs> uh, so that's me. What's yeah. got you hot and bothered? Oh, what has got me hot and bothered? Well, so we don't talk on this podcast about politics and the world outside of, like, sexual politics. Mm-hmm. I feel like we talk about those sort of personal politics mm-hmm. that have a wider, like, law enforcement sort of thing and mm-hmm. you know which is upsetting or whatever but we generally don't talk about those mm-hmm. and i wanted to say right now hooray i'm glad what i want this to be is the type of place that people go when they're like done with the news right now like mm-hmm. news is hardcore oh, and it's God. awful and yeah. there's never a day where i don't get a news release on my phone or whatever that's like guess what this horrible thing just happened or like something happens that's neutral it's not good or bad in and of itself Mm -hmm. but oh boy do we have to have a fucking argument about it (laughs) (laughs) and like and we have to like tear it apart and we Mm -hmm. all have to have a big old opinion about it Mm -hmm. and then we have to tear into each other for good or bad and we should do this we should have public discourse i'm not saying we shouldn't i want this to be a place where this is the public discourse (laughs) what we're talking about and it's sort of removed it's a it's escapism with a side of sexual politics. Yeah. And I think that and that's... gender politics. But that's what these books are about, too. Right. The and, good ones. And I... Well, even the bad ones. <laughs> Unintentionally, I think sometimes. It's healthy... Yes. ...and important mm-hmm. that people have these kinds of things that engage your mind, mm-hmm. but also separate you from what's happening so that you can go back into the world of Twitter and have that argument with fresh minds and mm-hmm. fresh eyes. So we're kind of like a, a siesta from... The awfulness that is the world. I think so. Yeah. I would hope so, anyway. A friend of mine, I looked at his um, podcast feed, and he every podcast he listens to, except ours, is political. And I'm just like, how do, you, how can you do this to yourself? Yeah, mine are but supercharged with politics for a long time, too. And I've, He has a stronger constitution than I do. I've kept, like, a bunch, but, like, I've also pared down to the ones that, like, I feel like genuinely are giving me, like giving me life i guess i don't know <laughs> whatever it's just whatever the kids say these days some like there's some podcasts that are genuinely supposed to be um 
almost propaganda. Yeah. Which is fine and good. And sometimes you need that. And some of it's like just newsworthy. Honestly, I hope we're kind of a safe space for people. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. and uh, when we're not, talk back to us on Twitter. Let us know what's up. Tell yeah. us things. Uh, yeah, anyway. Mm, great. Hooray. Hey. Let's read these books. Yes. Let's talk about these books. Okay, Claire. Yes. You picked the books. I did. What are we reading? Oh my god. I'm so excited. Okay, when I told you that we were doing this, like the look on your face. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ah. All right. So we read two books. Uh, Choose Your Own Romance, San Francisco by Catherine Pierce Cinelli. And My Lady's Choosing, an interactive romance novel by Kitty Coran and Larissa Zagris. Um, I would say, like, My Lady's Choosing is, like, like bestseller. Like, this one's, like, it's got a ton of articles. Like, lots mm-hmm. of people are talking about this. Oh, this is, great. like, this is a big deal book. Like, oh, people great. were super excited when this came out. And Choose Your Own Romance is one of those Amazon, hey, we want to make money books. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah. I, I wanted to pick something that... I chose the second one because it takes place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There's a hot man with a tattoo on the cover. Oh, does he have a tattoo? Uh, like, it looks like a tattoo. Oh, like, it's yeah, up in the corner. Yeah, like, yeah. it's okay. maybe... A hint of a tattoo. A hint of a tattoo. And honest to God, like, the... Um, the It didn't say what the sex of the person was that was the narrator or mm-hmm. the, like the, the who the, you who were. We the reader are, the, yeah. Who the reader are. And it kind of felt like, well, it's San Francisco. There's a hot dude on the cover. It's gay times. Gay times. Gay times. I'm sorry, readers. It was not gay times. Well. Yeah, we'll get into well, it. We'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it. Okay. But I mean, so, that's, I was hoping it was majority so gay times. So they're choose your own adventure books? So they're choose your oh own God, adventure I books. I loved these as a kid. Um, I I read a couple as a kid, too. And oh, God. Um, anyway, so okay. let's start with, because we are San Franciscans. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with Choose Your Own Adventure San Francisco. Choose Your Own Romance San Francisco. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the thing. But as a disclaimer, I'm going to skip a paragraph because it's really long. And then the paragraph just tells you all the different choices of, like, lovers that you have. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the ones that we picked. Right. So, okay. Choose Your Own Romance, San Francisco by Catherine Pierce Cinelli. The first steamy, addictive standalone novel in the contemporary Choose Your Own Romance series for adults. Remember the fun choose-your-own-adventure books you loved as a kid? What if you could choose the best ending in a romance novel? Now you can pick your favorite with choose-your-own-romance San Francisco. Revel in real choices on each page of this blazing hot interactive story. Every decision leads to fun surprises and titillating twists that allow you to vicariously enjoy the attentions of as many suitors as you care to allow. Asterisks, or ellipses, because I'm skipping that part. Your destiny is in your hands. Once you buy this, you won't have to wonder what if. Feel free to take a chance and choose your own epic happily ever after. Great. So what we're going to do for this one... So that's that. ...is I'm going to describe... Because all of these have, like, the introduction, the first thing, like, where you are, the place, and all yeah, of that, yeah. who you are. Introducing the right. love interest. So I'm going to introduce that, and then you tell me which adventure you chose, Great. and then I'll say what adventure I chose. Great. 
Okay. So, uh, you are a young thing coming back from a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Your heart has been broken by a boyfriend, a longtime boyfriend who has fucked your best friend. Oh. And you caught them in the act. You yes. walked in on them. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and your cat have found an apartment in the marina in oh. San Francisco. And you have moved on with your life and you are now going to go to the grocery store so that you can buy things to fill the refrigerator of your new apartment. To be fair, I've heard tell that like in the 70s, you couldn't go to a grocery store in the marina without getting checked out. Like that's where people went to find. Oh yeah, yeah. Comments. There's like, uh, like the marina. It is legend that the marina grocery store was the grocery store you went to. It like it's it's in um, oh what is the uh uh oh favorite Tales of the City. Tales of the City. Yeah. It's in Tales yeah, of the yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's soup super important yeah. like and so i was like oh i say important it's an institution it's an institution <laughs> so uh not but she does you 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 molly adventurer molly we don't go molly. don't go to the safeway mm-hmm. marina where this is supposed to where yeah. this happens you instead go to the heartswell grocery store mm-hmm. where you as you go through the aisles lock eyes with several different types of men one is a punk kid who's out front and he's filling out a job application and mm-hmm. smoking a mm-hmm. cigarette. The other is a butcher with big old arms but a kind looking face who looks like his heart's broken and yeah, he yeah. also he cuts his eyes. steaks into the shape of hearts so you could pretty much eat his heart if you wanted. Yeah. Um, and then there's sad eyes which you're a sucker for. Sad eyes. And then there's a handsome brawny fellow who's straight out of a romance novel who's with a lady but he's given you the eyes Mm -hmm. and he's blonde with long hair and Mm -hmm. looks buff as shit Uh and then there's a lady in the liquor department Mm -hmm. who is a latina and she is hot and spicy Uh. and she cannot wait to talk to you more and it was disturbing. And yeah, then it was it was just those those aren't our words. The book was No, this is I'm taking like, this right. It's like she's a hot she's, spicy lady. She's Latina. Rosie Perez in the uh, in the liquor aisle. Yeah. And then there's an Asian guy. Uh-huh. Again, not our words. An Asian guy who's at the uh, cafe. cafe. He's buying a coffee and he buys one for you as well, and he's obviously rich, 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 rich. The rich Asian guy. And he's referred to as the rich Asian guy. Um, And those are the men you have to choose from. And lady. And lady. Those are your possible love interests. Mm -hmm. And at this point in the book, you are given links, because we read this on a Kindle, to uh, choose which one you're going to go talk to. Mm -hmm. Neil. Yes? Who did you pick? Okay, so a couple things off the bat. First... I appreciate that when you click, like, you link to the next section, it's in a completely random order, mm-hmm. like the books were. Right. So that even if you try and skim through. And then, second, I have to say that the choices weren't great. It was like, talk to this person, and the thing happens. And it's like, do you still want to pursue this person, or do you want to go back to the grocery store and find one of the other people? Right. You could and just was, go back. 
to they, the version they're waiting. The, the rich Asian guy is standing in that line for coffee for like two Hold, weeks. Holding your coffee. Yeah. Waiting for you to just come Ugh. back and that, that, and that was lazy. So those are all the choices. Yeah. Every single time you get to a choice it's okay do you want to keep pursuing this person or do you want to go back to the grocery store? Yeah there was no like there was no like branches within the story. Mm-hmm. It was just like you just keep going with it the story no or you go back. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no consequences for this. It's not like yeah. if you chose like again, but there was no possible way to have consequences because like mm-hmm. you only just kept going with that story or abandoned that yeah. story. Yeah. So And that's not an adventure by the way. Yeah. And all of the storylines are really short. So I actually read 3 of them. Oh, okay. So, uh, but the first one I picked was the bad boy. Oh! Filling out the job application. I'm so glad you said that, because that is not the one I picked first. Great. So, um, so but also another thing, if you get off on someone fixing someone else with their love, you should put your tablet in a Ziploc bag, because you'll make a mess reading this book. <laughs> Every storyline is Molly fixes someone with her love, even though they just met. Yeah, yeah. And it's stupid pants. Yeah, and and how they are broken is so obvious from the way the men men and a woman are described. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, how do you think they're broken? You can guess. You can guess right away. Um, So, the first one I picked was the bad boy. His name is Jack. Um... And so it turns out he lives with a couple guys. One of his roommates is a pot dealer. And I'm assuming this book was written before pot was legal in California. I guess. Because it was like a big deal. Um, And like their apartment is filthy. And of course he's like, I don't care what society thinks. Blah, blah, blah. Um, So then Molly is like, Oh, like, I don't know if I'm okay with this. And then he's, like, babysitting his niece and nephew at one point, And he gives them pot and they're teenagers. And Molly's like, I don't know about this. And Jack's like, no, it's fine. And Molly's like, well, I guess if he says it's fine, kind of thing. Um, also, one of his storylines, he is at the Hartswell grocery store trying to find a new job. Because his current boss, he works at... Um, uh, it's a music store. It's called, like, Deathly Silence or something. Wow. Yeah. Or, like, eight, in my mind, I just translated it to Pregnant Pause. <laughs> but that's not what it was. Um, his boss is a lisping, mincing, bitchy, gay guy who is Latino. Oh, my God. And hits on Jack every day, even though... Jack has said that he's straight. And, like, right away, Molly goes to visit Jack at work to say hi, and the boss is, like, talking to Jack and being all flirty, and then as soon as Jack pays Molly any attention, he just turns into a frigid bitch with his limp wrists and his lisp. Mm. And then at one point, um, Jack and his two friends decide to put on ski masks to go harass his boss to show him to like teach him a lesson oh my god about what it means to keep hitting on someone oh my god yeah oh my god and oh my god yeah no yeah oh my god yes oh my oh 
And um, Molly I don't like this is upset about this yeah. because they might get arrested. No, that's gay. they're gay bashing. Yeah. That's why you'd be upset. That That's never brought up no, once. I'm gross. I'm going to throw up. But she convinces them to not go because she doesn't want them to get arrested. Okay. And then you like... Um, I noticed in all the stories at one point you take the date to meet your parents for dinner. Uh-huh. And then you take your date to your parents' house to play Pictionary. Yeah. For family game night. Even Ugh. though you've only known each other for like two weeks. Right. Whatever. Um, it was... I, they end up together. Whatever. Um, How so did, that was terrible. Okay, did she have to make him give up pot? Um... No, but he started wearing cologne for her and cleaning his room. Also, he said that their kids wouldn't smoke pot. Okay. Yeah, Claire rolled her eyes and I agree with her. Things you cannot promise. Right. Um, So, but a couple interesting things. Uh, He had a Prince Albert, and I think that's the first time we've seen this. Oh, hey, yeah. So that was kind of nice when that came out. And I was like, oh. And he uh, liked to be spanked. And he had one other thing that was, like, kind of kinky that he was into. Oh, he there's a scene where he had Molly pour um, candle wax on him. Um, and he's like, these are things that I'm into. And she's like, you're not going to make me do it, are you? And he's like, no. I, I'd like you to do this to me if you want to try it. Sure. If not, that's fine. Um, and then at one point, he they're about to have sex. And she's like, oh, I'm on my period. And he's like, I don't mind if you don't. Oh, so hey. that's great. Also, I think this is the first book where somebody where it acknowledges that people have periods. Huh. I think this is the very first time. Okay. Well, I want to throw up a little less now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot. So less that was. Um, oh, and then I think he gets a job at some other place, and that's that story. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Who did you pick? Oh, I picked the hot Latinx in the uh, in the liquor aisle. Ah, I read that too, so we can talk about it. Okay, great. But go um, ahead, because I didn't read any of the other ones. Like I was like okay. done with That's this. That's fair. I I hate read them. I think the only one I did want to kind of go into was because the other option was to pick your ex. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And at any point, you could have picked your Stuart. ex. Stewart. And I kind of wanted to pick, but I also didn't like Molly enough to care. To care. Like, I kind of was like, girl, you need to take a break from dating. Yeah. You're obviously bad at it. You need to do some <laughs> self-care. Like, you walked into a grocery store and were like, I'm hot for everyone here. You're like, I just moved into this neighborhood after a breakup. They've probably been broken up for, like, probably two weeks. Yeah, like... Look, open up an app, swipe right, get your fuck on, and then just, like, sleep the rest of the week because you need a break. That sounds like a wonderful week. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so she hits on this woman, and this woman is flirty, 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 flirty. Flirty McGee. Um, And, but also, Molly has always thought she was straight. Mm Kind of liked to flirt with some girls in college. But for the most part, thought she was straight, but really is hot for this one girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, They arrange a date... Mm-hmm. And uh, and which is going back to this woman's apartment where she lives with her sister, mm-hmm. which is strewn with all of the things white people thinks is Latin. Yeah. So there was 
I mean, I've been in apartments in San Francisco where there was lots of, you know, Catholic iconography. But, you know, that's not necessary. It was just... Most of the apartments in San Francisco that I've been in where there's the Catholic iconography, it's gay guys who live in the mission and put it up ironically. Fact. Or, like, as art instead of religious iconography. Yeah, and it was but it was just so cartoony. It was. And, and it of was course like, they were making blended margaritas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it, it was uh, w- oh, this was interesting and it never came up. Uh, Molly has a strawberry allergy. I don't know if it came up in any of the books you no, any of the stories you just read. That one. So it was just like very quick, oh, I have a strawberry allergy and it was just like fine. Um, but it it wasn't important. Things we need to know. One, Molly, you are totally hot for this woman. But two, you're super confused about it, so want to take it slow. But three, this woman doesn't want to take it slow, and she is all over you all the time and super pushy about it. Mm-hmm. Her name is Caroline. Caroline, sorry. Is it Caroline or is it like Caroline? Well, I think it was Caroline. I guess so. Anyway, um, here's where we get into I'm my problems. Gl- I'm, just, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't like... Maria. I know, same. But I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, what sure. else? Um, <laughs> I was upset at this because it it more or less took place in San Francisco. It's like they said the name San Francisco, but these bitches drove everywhere, which mm-hmm. you do not do when you're. She had the- an SUV. She had an SUV. <laughs> uh, they drove everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, this was one of my favorite things. Caroline works at the Gap. Mm-hmm. Just the Gap. Uh, there is no acknowledgement that San Francisco is actually the headquarters for Gap. So you could work at Gap at pretty high level corporate. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She works as a store manager. At the one in the marina. At the one in the marina. Yeah. Because there's only one in the marina. Right? Uh, it doesn't. There's a billion in San Francisco. There are a billion in San and Francisco. And I'm like, right. no. Like, but I think it's because it... But they also treated it... They treated everything like there was just the one. There's just the one. The one grocery store. Also, you can walk There's only the, one grocery uh, store in San Francisco. The lines are so long all the time. Oh, my... Like, it was just... It didn't feel like San They're Francisco. They're always out of avocado... Oh, yeah. People stab each other over it. Just, it. It's awful. It didn't feel like San Francisco. It didn't. It felt and, like city. Like it's, if it felt like city, and it felt like they said San Francisco things, like her parents lived across the bay. That was she it. lives in the marina. She lives in the marina. Her parents live across the bay. We're done with San Francisco now. It kind of felt like it was written by someone who visited for a long weekend and really liked it and felt, quote, inspired by it. Right. But is writing or quite from... possibly skim Tales of the City. Mm. <laughs> but was was straight and decided all gay men are bitchy queers. Yeah. Which is exactly... Because she has the, the co-worker yeah, yeah, who's the, a gay bitchy guy. Yeah, and he's awful. Until there's one point where he's not. Uh, I'm looking forward to you telling me that point because I don't okay. remember it. But <laughs> the important thing is, what does Molly have to fix in this? And that is the alcoholic Caroline. Yeah, Caroline's Caroline, an alcoholic. And, uh, oh, alcoholism. So easy to fix. Go to one or two meetings and get a sponsor. After being... Done, done, done. After dating for like two weeks. Yeah. She was basically like, go to AA every day. Or we can't be together anymore. Yeah. Also, totally withheld sex. Like, yeah. Uh, 
Like, okay. And, of course, they get together. They have the Pictionary Night. Uh Uh, Molly's brother is a horrific human being. He's terrible in all of them. Also, the name of his friend that's at Pictionary Night is different in each storyline. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Also, in one storyline, the brother goes to... um, Oh, it was like San Francisco University. Yep. Which isn't a place. But in another storyline, it is San Francisco State University, which is a real school. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think in this one, he goes to San Francisco University. It like it was very difficult to one care to not be offended. Mm -hmm. Um, The sex was not good. It Mm was uh, dry, pushy, weird. Yeah. Uh, Not sensual. Not fun. Not consensual. Mm -hmm. Not uh, not like both parties seemed like they weren't having a good time. Yeah. Um, And the whole alcoholism thing was like, so okay. You're in a grocery store, and you're hitting on a person, and they're buying a ton of alcohol, and they tell you they're buying this on their lunch break, and it's obviously to keep on drinking later. And they also have a flask that they openly drink from. And you think to yourself, I think this person's an alcoholic. You know what? Maybe walk away. You can't fix people. Like, it was... It was... I... Mm -hmm. uh, They get together. They're... Uh, I don't... don't. There's always a bit about a piano, and that always gets shoehorned in in the last scene. Right. It turns out that Molly used to play the piano, and when the date is over to the parents' house for picture night, the brother says something terrible, Molly runs away into the living room and starts plucking at the piano, and then the parents come in and say, oh, play that song you wrote, and then she plays the song, and then when I... The first story that I read was Jack, who's a musician and works at, like, music stores. Uh So when he was like, oh, I got you a gig at a coffee shop so we can play together, I'm like, okay. And then every story, it's like, oh, I got you a gig at a coffee shop to play piano. It's just, like, shoehorned in there. Right. Yeah, it was like, no, Caroline would not get her a gig at a coffee shop. And also, I'm sorry, if I have never played publicly, I would not just want a gig at a coffee shop. You haven't, you've never played publicly and you haven't practiced in years yeah oh neil actually this is your story this is my story you do play the piano yes and ish. you have you don't have one at home right no. now uh, you haven't actually practiced in years but no. guess what uh-huh. i have a gig for you okay uh, next week great uh it's in public uh-huh you have to play all of your songs that you know right and like you only have a week to prep so we're all gonna be singing heart and soul great Great. Well, apparently that's all you can do. Um, <laughs> that's do you, pretty much all I can do. Do with you that feel like I'm music. being pushy right now? A little bit. Yeah, because I am. But also knowing me, I'd like not sleep for a week to make it work. Oh, oh no. You've met me. Yeah, you know I know. This about me. That's terrible. But also, you would not. But do. I also have friends with a piano, so I'd be like, hey, I'll. Anyway, I'd figure it out. Yeah. But I'd be so stressed about it the whole time. Okay. It wouldn't be fun for me. So, but I'm interested. So in so. Uh, Caroline's co-worker. You said there was a nice moment? The, the moment where she blacks out from alcohol poisoning in the break room mm-hmm. and they have to call the ambulance. And so she, okay, Molly walks into the gap talking to the, the bitchy co-worker and she's like, have you seen Caroline? And it's like, 
She went in the back to get some jeans. That was like half an hour ago. And so she goes back there and he sort of follows her a little bit later. And he's like, okay, we need to make this work. Like he works with Molly to call an ambulance and to get her to the hospital. Whereas the two other co-workers come in and they're like, oh my God, she's drunk. And they're like taking pictures. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. She might die. That's when he was not nice, but he was like, I guess so. I he think did the right thing. We'll there's that. a quote that you say in your head as Molly when you're watching him and he makes a face like he always expected this to happen and he's done with her. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was, and, and like, and he just wanted this out of the store. It didn't feel like to me he was kind at all. He just was done with it. Right. But he, yeah. Regardless. Regardless. The thing is. This was not a fun read at all. No. Can I, I tell you about yeah. the other one that I read? Because... I kind of did look into the Asian guy a little bit. I, but I got tired of that real fast and yeah, didn't want to know what happened next. I wanted to read it and be like... To hate read it and be like, what terrible things is this writer going to say? But I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, so I ended up going with the beefy blonde guy. Uh-huh. Who was there with a woman. Who was his sister. Who turned out to be his sister. Yeah. But Molly didn't know that right away. And she's like... Molly just goes up and starts hitting on him. She, it literally says, like, I hope she's not his girlfriend. Oh, well. And then it turns out to be his sister. Okay. Uh, he seemed real dumb. Okay, again, obviously I read the first bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed real dumb. Does he stay real dumb? Um, no. He's not dumb. He's a very guarded person because he is a vet with PTSD. Oh, I see. Yes. And, um, so he has um, episodes where he hallucinates and thinks that he's back in a war zone and apparently has hurt people in the past. So he's very guarded about letting people in. Um, So he uh, lives with his sister and their family. I think the sister's married and has kids. So he lives with them. And he... Seems to, like, he's really shy, so, like, Molly kind of, like, asks him out first and all that stuff. And then when they finally go back to his place to, you know, like, fool around, he's like, I want to take it real slow. Is that okay? And Molly says, yeah, sure. And then every time they get together, excuse me, every time they get together, he keeps saying, I want to take this slow. Is that okay? And Molly's like, yeah, but in her head, it's like, does he even want to fuck me? What's wrong with me? (laughs) Ah, And it's so terrible. And then it turns out, um, so he he doesn't want to have sex again until he's married because he's worried that he'll have an episode and hurt a woman. He also hasn't masturbated since before he was deployed because he, like... Somehow sex and the stress of war got connected in his mind. So he, like, has... Ooh, yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so is, I think it was, like, I never... Like, I didn't even... When I was in, in... When I was deployed, I didn't have time or the inclination to even jerk off. And now that he's back, but he's still, like, suffering from that, that he's not sexually inclined at all. But, yeah, a bunch of times Molly's, like... Oh my god, why doesn't he want to fuck me? I'm like, he told you why. He told you very explicitly why and that he wants to take it slow. And that he doesn't want to have sex again until he gets married. How are you upset about this? And then, one night she spends the night and they fool around a little bit. I don't think they have sex. I do think she gets him off. 
And then he has an episode. Yeah, he would. He goes to the bathroom. Because that's what this whole story's about. Brush his teeth. And he comes back and has an episode where he thinks that she's an enemy soldier. And she's trying to talk him down. And then, do you know what gets him out of it? Nope. His sister hits him over the head with a frying pan. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a neuroscientist, but I feel that if someone is in the midst of a PTSD episode, hitting them over the head with a skillet is not a great idea. I would say hitting anybody over the head with a skillet at any time is not a good idea. Unless it's in self-defense. Or you're a cartoon character. Or you're a cartoon character. Are you character. a cartoon character? I really wish I were. This guy's a cartoon character. Yeah, basically. Boing, <laughs> He thought there were birds flying around his head and it was fine. Anyway, they end up together. Uh, okay, so uh, this book. So what I what I enjoyed about the idea uh, of this is, okay, what I wish it was was all of these men had were parts of different romance ideas. Like they were all parts of different tropes, and you were picking mm-hmm. a trope. You were picking the I'm a fixer trope, or you're a fixer trope. Or you're the rich guy who's going to make me happy. You're the poor guy, and I'm the rich person. I'm going to make you happy. Or we're both poor, but we're both going to be happy because money's not important. Right. Or like, we shouldn't be together. We're Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things would have been great. But this was obviously Molly fixes everybody, and love is fixing people. I hate it. But love isn't fixing people. I mean, I don't know. Like, it... Yeah, it was, it wasn't, I was looking forward to this being a fun read, and it was not a fun read at all. It wasn't at all. And it was not a choose your own adventure. No. It was choose your own problem that you're going to solve and then fall in love with. It was like six novellas crammed together. And it's like, which one do you feel like reading today? Right. And I kind of like the idea of like, oh, here you're the single person, and you are exactly this, and here's the different choices, but... Uh, no, I mean, sort yeah. of like a sliding door situation, I guess. Yeah. But not really. It was yeah. fine. It was fine. It wasn't. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I do appreciate... It was not a choose-your-own-adventure. I do appreciate that there was a guy who had a Prince Albert and was like, if you're okay with period sex, I'm okay with it, too. I appreciate that there's period sex. Yeah. Did, or the talk of it. That's I, great. They didn't have it. Oh, she was not okay with it? They got interrupted, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they talked about it. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. That's about all there is Uh, to say about that. And the gay characters were... um, All villains. All villains. Except for Caroline, who needed fixing. She was only not a villain after she'd been fixed. Yeah. Because she was, like... If if my friend was saying she was dating somebody like that, I would say, dump that person right now. Dump them right now. Because when they... The first time they go to her house, and she's been drinking all day, so she's pretty tipsy, and Molly's like, Mmm... Let's like kind of go slow, and then doesn't Caroline like bite her or something? Yeah, she like, pushes she... her down on the bed and starts starts forcibly taking off her clothes yeah. and bites her. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Anyway, um, I say we close the book on this adventure yeah, and never think about it ever again. All right, let's move on to the next book. Next book. All right, so. We're going to get to the next book. But first, we're going to talk about a network of podcasts that we enjoy. Yes, our friends have a network of podcasts called Let Me Listen Podcasts, and we think they're great and funny. 
You'll find such wonderful uh, comedy podcasts on them as uh, Narrative Comedy Brawl, Let Me Finish, and Ooh. yes, classic comedy review show, Late Seating. <sighs> um, also, I highly recommend a podcast I took part in one time that Bragging was super much? fun. Fact. Um, it's an improvisational horror comedy serial, American Monsters, and How to Destroy Them. Oh, that's an important life lessons. Fact. So where can we find all of these wonderful podcasts? Well, you can find them in all the usual places. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can also go to their website, lemmelistenpodcast.com. Great. Let's do it right now. No, first we're going to talk about the other book. And then go, go find their podcast. These are the things we're doing. Yeah. start the next book. Alright, my lady's choosing. You are the plucky but penniless heroine at the center of this 18th century society courtship season has begun. Your future is at hand. Will you flip forward, fetching to find love with a bantering baronet, Sir Benedict Granville? Or turn the page to true love with the hard-working, horse-loving Highlander, Captain Angus McTaggart. Or perhaps race through the chapters chasing a good, and arousing, man gone mad, bad, and scandalous to know Lord Garraway Craven. Or read on recklessly and take to the continent as the traveling companion of the spirited and adventurous Lady Evangeline. Or yet some other intriguing fate? Make choices, turn the pages, and discover all the daring delights of this multiple and intertwining storylines. And in every path you pick, beguiling illustrations will bring all the lust and love to life. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll do I'll do what we I'll do the intro bit where you have to start making choices and then tell me what. Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So you are first of all, there's a dramatic persona. I know it was with, so much fun with drawings of the characters, and it just was everything for me. Um, also, there are drawings in the book. There I are. I didn't come across very many. No, I didn't either. I think um, it's probably like one or two storylines. They, story they were okay illustrations. Were I'm not. Fine. I'm not gonna. But the fact that they were there was great. It was super fun. Okay, so it was definitely like hearkening back to your childhood. Yes. Like those were the kind yeah, of yeah, illustrations yeah, yeah. that you would see. Yes. Where, like even like how like chintzy they were. Mm-hmm. It was exactly like was the type you would. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. On brand. On brand. So. um... You are the the young companion of a widow who's a bitch, mm-hmm. but like you need the money. So she's attending a ball held by her niece, Lady Evangeline Youngblood. And at the very beginning, it's like sh- you get out of the carriage and she's like, let's go. And then it gives you a choice. But the choice is like, do you want to go with her to the ball? You kind of have to because otherwise you won't have a job. Sorry. So right away, it's like right, it's we're not, having fun. Not with only will the you trope. not have a job, but you're gonna die cold in the snow tonight. Yeah, it's so, like you're gonna die, you're gonna get like cholera. Yeah, and yeah, whatever. yeah. So it's so not like, a, like it's not a choice. But. Right away, it's tongue in cheek, and I'm super excited about. It. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go, you end up at the ball, and you are acquaintances becoming friends with the niece, Lady Evangeline. Um, who's taken a shine to you because, you know, you, you're plucky and all that. Um, and then she's like, okay, listen. You're poor and single. That's upsetting. I'm going to find you a good rich husband so that, like, 
you don't have to work for my bitchy aunt anymore and we can just hang out and do rich lady things, okay? So there are two eligible bachelors here. There's my cousin, um, uh, Sir Benedict Granville, mm -hmm. or there's the, the, like the one billionth Scottish person named Angus that we've come across, Captain Angus McTaggart, who is was in the army, I guess, but now he's really well known because he has a charity for widows and orphans of the war, and everybody loves him because he has such a big heart and is like Scottish brogue and tropes, 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 tropes. So then you, it it sets up so it's like, oh, which guy do you want to talk to? And it's like, okay, if you haven't talked to the other one yet, click here. So you end up meeting both of them. Like the book forces you to interact with both of them, and then it's like, okay. Um, Sir Benedict is having a party out in the country, and Captain Angus wants you to go with him to London. Which do you choose? Right. So, Claire, which did you choose? So, very quickly, just very quick. So, there's a couple mm -hmm. of other things that happen. One, you were also told that uh, Lady Evangeline has a cousin, Sir Lord Garraway, oh, Craven. Um, and there's no choice to go meet him or anything, but yeah, that's yeah. just a thing that's out there. Also, yeah. a thing that's out here is Lady Evangeline is going on a trip to Egypt. Mm -hmm. And also, um, at some point in the ball, a young man named Nigel spills wine all over you, and you have to get a new dress. That's right, and, and Lady Evangeline gives you one of right, hers. Right, which is very sexy, because she also undresses you and dresses you right. up again. Right, and she's like, it's fine, because your dress was ugly, because... Because you, you pole. Because it, it was like a hand-me-down from the <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, here, we'll give you a nice dress. Keep it. It's fine. Right. So you get to feel like there's a lot of different sexual encounters in addition to, like, just, like... And possible ideas of choices down the road mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I chose... Captain Angus McTaggart. One, because I love a Scottish man. Mm -hmm. Two, this is exactly the type of romance novel I like to read. Uh -huh. um, three, I had an idea that you would choose him because he's a redhead, uh -huh. but then decided not to cho choose him because he works for orphans and there would be children that's involved. That's exactly and you were like, no, no, no. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Because then Sir Benedict is, is very witty and dry, so I went with him. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... I chose the Scottish man. Uh -huh. So you go back to London to help him with the orphans. Mm -hmm. Where in, in London you uh, have to help them, and you get lots of choices right away. Like you, there's always, almost always, a choice to go back at first. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of choices to go yeah. back, or there's choices to go find Lord Garraway. There's different choices, or Craven. I should call him Lord Craven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lord Craven. Lord Craven. St. Craven. <laughs> so you meet uh, Captain Angus McTaggart's partner, who's also helping. It. He's he's also from the army, mm -hmm. and he's also like helping these orphans. Mm -hmm. And uh, th this is all taking place in the red light district because that's where uh, that's where cheap buildings are, where they mm -hmm. can have an orphanage. Yeah. And of course, this place is a mess. They've just started to put it together, and all these children are very precocious, and they have very adult, cute children things to say mm -hmm. and they all hate you right away but then they love you because of course you're smart and also a little precocious yourself and yeah. you know how to make children listen to you by mm -hmm. being fun and exciting and mm -hmm. different also unlike the other book the main character never is given a name so it's always you yeah it's always so you it it felt more like me because my name is not molly right yes i'm not a bitch in the marina no so. um you do and have I, a vagina so there's no way around that but. right 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 and i'm i'm not 
a lady in the 1800s, but I wish I were. So I'm pretending. So uh, this uh, this place is falling apart, and Angus's uh, partner is nice and friendly, but he's also a little standoffish and strange. And there's also mm-hmm. other strange things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to clean up a schoolroom, and in the middle of cleaning up the schoolroom, there's a fire. <gasps> there's a fire, a terrible because, fire, and everybody has to rush out. London was on fire every five minutes back then. Yes, absolutely. There's a terrible fire. Everybody has to rush out. One of the children almost dies. No! Yes, it's very scary. The the, the cutest and most precocious child? Yes! Yeah, of course. Of course! Almost dies, but then, you know, of course, Angus saves him. But you also save Angus a little bit, and it's it's raining outside, so when you rush outside, it's raining, and you guys all get drenched and and wet, and he's about to run in, and you're like, wait! You rip his shirt off! Ah! You get it nice and wet in, in, like, the well water or whatever's there and you wrap it around and he's and you're like now go <laughs> so he rushes in and oh he's very handsome and you're right away like oh my fucking chest oh, God, and he comes out with like, the children in oh. his arms is he hairy does he have a hairy chest oh no i think he's like i, I don't think it mentions okay or it doesn't, I didn't remember. It's probably red it's hair. It doesn't like matter. Red hair and freckles all she over his rips, You rip chest. your chest, His you rip his shirt off. His chest open. You rip, go right for the heart. Anyway. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. It becomes very apparent, due to letters that are strewn about somewhere, that you find that this was arson. <gasps> no! And it was possibly done by a lady. What? Who knew or knows Angus? He doesn't want to talk about it. Oh no, he has a past. But now, where will the children go? These orphans! Oh no! The orphans of the war, where will they go? Well, fortunately, um, Angus's partner has a castle up in Scotland. Then he just or possibly Angus does. It was forgot. I will have to say I was like, I just want to know what happens next. So they well it's I think it's Angus's mother's castle. They go up to a castle in Scotland. This is what's important. Okay. You take all the children up with you when you go to a castle in Scotland. <gasps> On the way there, you have uh, to stop at an inn. Uh-huh. And the and then it's like, oh, do you pretend to be married so you share the same room? <gasps> or do you not and separate out? I chose yes, we pretend to be married. Yay! We share the same room. Mm-hmm. We're in... Angus, who's a gentleman, is Mm -hmm. like, we need to put up a barrier. I'm obviously sleeping on the floor. I'm not going to do anything untoward. And you're like, of course. course. So you both start getting out of your clothes. And there's like a, a, you know, a bedsheet barrier between you. But it's so hot. And then the bedsheet barrier falls. And you see each other. And you start making out like nutsos. And it's so delightful and sexy. And then he's like, no, no, no. I cannot. We cannot. We cannot. And he runs off. And he's sleeps in the barn that night. Oh, what a tease. So close. Captain Taggart. McTaggart. Oh, so close. So Mm. then you end up in Scotland and you're at the castle. Um, Of course, the partner is there. Uh But then there's also more strange notes from possibly this lady (gasps) or somebody telling you, get away from here. You're in danger. Who could it be? More or less kind of you're still with the children, but the children disappear. You don't need to mess with them all that much. Well, they're running around the castle. And also up until now you've been given several choice chances to get out of this situation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can go back to London, you could go and figure out who this Lord Craven is, you could go find Evangeline who's now in Egypt and you can try to have adventures with her. Do you get a letter from her or something? Uh, yeah. Okay. I stick with uh, the storyline I'm on. It was yeah. very interesting, but yeah. I was like, oh, I could go anywhere at this point. But I stick with the storyline I'm on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, uh, Captain McTaggart's like partner is very strange. What's his he's, name? Oh, I don't remember off the top. I'm sorry, and I, I didn't write it down because okay. I'm terrible. Okay. But anyway, uh, the thing is. You're trying to suss things out. Uh-huh. You're trying to figure out what's going on. Who's this bad person who mm-hmm. may be around? You just don't know. And then an old boyfriend <gasps> finds you. What? He's a spy. What? You thought he was dead this whole time. Wow. He's in fact not dead. And he's looking at you. He's like, you have to get away from here. These men are dangerous. <gasps> I was in the war with them. They are turncoats and traitors. <gasps> They killed the love of my life, who was also a spy. They're like, what? <laughs> also, side note, you are very have a lot of ingenuity, and you like showers, so you rig up a shower system for uh, yourself, uh, wherein uh, a handsome Scotsman, and I'm going to have to say it is, in fact, Captain Angus McTaggart himself, discovers you taking a shower, and you rip your, each other's clothes off, and you fucking a shower you invented. Oh my god. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god. Yes! Oh! It's delightful. Oh. It's highly sexy, by the way. Oh. Anyway, so you're spying. So the spy The spy ex-boyfriend has come uh-huh. to tell you that uh-huh. you're in deep danger. Yes. This is who the notes were from. Uh-huh. But oh my god, what is even happening? But who, do we know who started the fire? Well, we think it's like some lady who's been, uh-huh. uh, who's been after Angus. And you okay. don't understand. Turns out that is the lady that was the spy that we think Angus killed. But she's Somewhere still alive. in France. And she's oh. still alive. And she's after him for revenge. Oh. Or is Angus a bad person? Because oh. he was a spy. And now he's guilty and he's raising the orphans. Yes! Oh no! So many things and so many choices and you have to suss it out or you could let the spy suss it out or you could go with the spy and be a spy. Did you go be a spy? No! No, You helped the spy figure out what's going on because you wanted to stay with the spy. And of course it turns out that Captain Angus McTaggart's partner is the bad one and has been the bad one this whole whole time. time. He was the one who burnt down the orphanage. (gasps) He was the one that's been hiding his crimes. He killed that lady spy because he's a horrific man. But she's not dead. She is in fact dead. Oh no. I did read some other branches and there's other branches that say she is alive. (gasps) Anyway, anyway, anyway. Ah! Not getting into that. Ah! The important thing is you've discovered everything. You almost die because like this Captain McTaggart's partner is going to try to kill you because you've discovered too much. (laughs) But then you are saved at the last minute by Captain Angus McTaggart himself who comes with the whole village, literally the whole village, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like rescues Which makes you. Makes sense because you know he's yes, the they castle, love his ancestral yeah, home, and they love yeah, him, yeah, and it's all yeah. great. But so they they rescue you and save him, mm-hmm. and like you know they they tell him what's what, and then you marry Captain Angus Yay! McTaggart, and you live a happy life ever after. Oh. Uh, even though you do break your ex boyfriend's uh, heart because he's like, don't you want to be a spy with me? And I chose not because I was like. Mm-mm, this Scotsman's sexy, and we yeah. have a shower we can yeah. fuck in. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. And that was our adventure. Oh, my God. And again, there were so many things you could choose along the way. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, f- 
like go back later and follow some of the branches yeah, yeah. and honestly like the story turns out different yeah 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 there is no like if you go this way you can be a little bit less and like less pushy sexually mm-hmm. and there, certain different sex things will happen you like the story itself could turn out different depending yeah. on your choices yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought like maybe you'd see a different side of the story but that's not no, true it changes the story yeah it's a real choose your own adventure oh, the stakes God. are actually high <sighs> because if you choose something and you didn't like it you could end up with somebody completely different yes. something could go wrong yes. um, and yeah. at a certain point you don't have the option to go back and choose mm-hmm. one of those other dudes yeah. anymore yeah 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 Oh it my was god, that's so exciting. It was very fun. Great. Anyway, what did you pick? Okay, so I chose to go to Sir Benedict Granville's party. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm there, and Lady Evangeline is there, so so the two of you are like hanging out being chummy. And then this man comes in named Rafe Caddington, who it turns out is um, a bastard from Sir Benedict Granville's father from a previous woman, or like he had an affair before he got married. Mm-hmm. So Rafe Caddington is older and the rightful heir to the lordship. So he comes in at the party and is just like, I'm in charge now, and he has a sister who looks really mopey. And so then um, you have the option of like, Okay, well, you better figure this shit out. So I figured this shit out. I, I'm, like, going around trying to see what's going on. You're going to save his estate for I'm him. I'm going to save his estate, even though he's kind of a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, the, he's a Darcy he's dick, a Darcy. so, you know. He's a, a Darcy dick. He's a totally Darcy dick. Yeah, so then um, you come across the sister, Rafe Caddington's sister, who's in tears. And it's like, oh, what's wrong? And it turns out she's in love with a farmer from back home. And she wants to stay there and be with him, but because Rafe Caddington is like, no, we're going to take over the manor, so you can't marry a farmer because we're going to be elevated, right? So you're like, hmm, maybe I can use this to my advantage. So then you um, flag down Lady Evangeline, and you're like, okay, here's what's going on. I think I need your help. And Lady Evangeline goes, okay, actually, I was just about to go to Egypt. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, oh, so then it's like, stay and deal with Sir Benedict or go to Egypt with Lady Evangeline. And then, like, that actually was really stressful to me. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what's going to happen though? But like, uh, like I, I reading this was like kind of attracted to Sir Benedict, even though he was an ass. But right. it was like, but you, the main character, can like keep up with him. So I'm like, mm, fuck it. I, fuck it. Oh, there's one point too where Rafe Caddington like corners you in the library and tries to force himself upon you, but then you knee him in the groin. Yeah. Yay, good for you. Yeah, and the way it said, it's like you. It said in some really funny way that's like you took it. You, whatever. Anyway, um, so I decided to go with Lady Evangeline to Egypt. <gasps> Yay! And Yay! I had I hadn't read the back of the book, so it's uh-huh. like, oh, we're gonna go meet some like British British colonel or something while we're there, or whatever. But no, right away, boat trip to Egypt. It's like, all of a sudden, you have these feelings for Lady Evangeline. And I'm like, yes, 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 everything I wanted. So it turns out, Lady Evangeline is like one of the foremost Egyptologists. Uh Uh-huh. And you go with her to Cairo, and she goes to um, meet up with a friend of hers, Kamal, who's the curator of the museum. And the museum's been broken into. No. But there's only one thing that was stolen. Was that? Or maybe nothing was stolen 
It was bizarre. Like, like the, the museum was in disarray. Nothing... Oh, one thing was taken, but it wasn't terribly valuable. And all the valuable things were left there. And they're like, what do we do? And Lady Evangeline shows up and Kamal... She and Kamal are good friends. And it's like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, what's... Like, I, I need your help with this. And so she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Delphine. <gasps> Delphine, okay, Delphine. So from her past, Madame Delphine Saint Croix is a friend of hers. They met in Egypt and studied ancient Egypt together. But then they had a falling out, she says pointedly. So she's an ex. Right. Delphine is an ex. Right. And then they got into a squabble over something and then parted ways. And now apparently. Delphine does everything within her power to just, like, fuck with Lady Evangeline. Oh, my God. So it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. And um, so then you have the choice of staying with... Oh, oh, she realizes that um, Delphine is looking for the lost temple of Hathor. And she... There is, like, a tablet or something at the museum that Lady Evangeline will be able to translate to figure out where the temple is located. And if they can get there before Delphine does, everything's going to be okay. So you have the chance to stay in the museum with her to help translate. Or, and Lady Evangeline tells Kamal, like, oh, show my friend around Cairo. And I chose to go with him around Cairo. And, of course, it becomes obvious that you can, like, choose him as a, as a love interest. Um... But then you get kidnapped. <gasps> what? Yes. Wait. One of Kamal's bodyguards is a turncoat and he kidnaps you and takes you out into the desert. No. Where Ooh, he's going is to... Is he good looking? He's very good looking. <laughs> also, his name is Fabian de Mange Pussy. <laughs> Ooh, de Mange Pussy. De Mange Pussy. So apparently he ate some pussy. <laughs> so he takes you out into the desert where he's going to turn you over to Lady to, to Madame Delphine to, so that she can, she can use you as a hostage for Lady Evangeline. And then you have the choice. Oh, and he likes to monologue out to the desert. Like you're in a tent. And he likes he's to, Lawrence of Arabia. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he monologues out into the desert. And then you have the choice to seduce him or... To hit him over the head with like a vase and flee. So that's what I did. I knocked him out at this one point where it's like you say au revoir Fabian as you kiss his bleeding forehead and then you take his camel and ride out into the desert. Yeah, fuck Fabian! Yes! Or fuck Fabian, but not fuck but Fabian. But not fuck Fabian. Okay, so then you go out into the desert and then you're just like there wandering. You don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going to go and then you pass out. And then you wake up in a tent full of lady pirates. Yes. What? Desert lady pirates who just go around the desert pirating and it is heavily implied. They're all lesbians. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a girl's club. Oh my God. And I was so excited. And I was, but I was like, but Lady Evangeline, because at this point I was in love with Lady Evangeline. Of course. Um, so then you you like are introduced to the pirates and some of them are like oh we can auction or like ransom her off and other ones are like oh we'll keep her around and like they're trying to figure out what to do with you and then Lady Evangeline bursts in oh! she's like ladies I need your help finding oh there you are <laughs> so it's a happy reunion so she's friends with them so she's friends with them yes 
And then she enlists their services to go help her, like, find the lost temple and blah, blah, blah. And then there's a conversation that happens between you and Lady Evangeline. And, and she was married to Lord Youngblood, uh-huh. who was considerably older. And he died, and, like, she inherited the money. So now she is able to, like, fuck off to Egypt and, like, do whatever right, she right, wants. Right, 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 right. Turns out he was gay. Oh! And she's a lesbian. So they got married so that they had the benefit of marriage yep. that comes in this sort of society. But it was just like, we, we got you. We're, so it was really sweet. Oh! Um, and then, I'm sure you fuck Lady Evangeline. And then you go to where the temple is, and all of Delphine's... Uh, brigands are there. And then the lady pirates fight the brigands. Yay! And then there's one point where Delphine grabs you and is about to murder you. No! And it's just like, what do you do? What do you do? And then Lady Evangeline shoots her in the head or something. So kills her. Everything's fine. So then you... And then there's this legend that, like, the, the temple will reveal itself when two lovers come there together or whatever. So then you're like, oh, I've loved you this whole time. Oh, well, well. you have this beautiful romantic kiss. And then the temple rises out of the ground. And then you can decide to stay and study the temple or travel off with the pirates. I went off and was a, a lady pirate. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. That is such a great adventure. It's so, such a great adventure. And I cheated a little bit. I went back and chose Kamal, the curator of the uh-huh. museum, and it's so funny because it's like, oh yeah, you 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 become like the curator of the museum with him, and you have kids, and now it's like a family-run museum, and it's like it basically says you become the sidekicks for Lady Evangeline's adventures, and she stops by every once in a while to get advice or something, and. <laughs> It was so much fun. Oh, that's so sweet. I loved this book. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. No, I had such a good time with this. So It was so snarky and just like so self-aware. My, my, yes, it was. And like, it was like the most loving parody Mm -hmm. that also was what it was. Yes. Like it was like the romance scenes were totally romantic. Mm -hmm. The sex scenes were really hot and sexy. Mm -hmm. Like, and... Like it was, it was delightful. It was really, truly delightful yes. at every time. Like there it was, was so much it, it was fun. funny, and it didn't take itself seriously sometimes, and sometimes it took itself mm-hmm. just the right amount of serious. Yeah, it didn't take itself seriously, but the the love stories that I read all felt genuine. Yes. Yeah. And like trope, 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 tropes. Trope, trope. Um, Matt, my husband, and I, mm-hmm. like we. Uh, we read out loud one. Mm. So, and I had him do all the choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was Lord Craven. So we went down oh. the Lord Craven path. And that's... Don't tell me what happens, because okay. I'm going to read all the other stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. There is one I am going to tell you, oh. but not that... I won't do the Lord Craven one. Okay. So, here's what happens if you just go back to the ball mm-hmm. after... So, like, so if you've chosen, like, the McTaggart line or, like, one of the other lines, and then mm. you end up at the crave at Craven mm-hmm. and you're not happy with any of them and you want to go back to the ball. Mm-hmm. So you go back to the ball and um <laughs> uh the 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 widow that you were hanging out with that mm-hmm. you you try to get a job with her again, you get a job with her and she's pretty much a big old bitch to you. She slaps you in the <gasps> middle of the next time you're at the ball together and she's like so you're just some fucking harlot 
pretty much. And then you, you, you're like, oh, oh no, what do I do? And you try to go to the same different men and you're like, oh, uh-huh. will you take me in? And he's like, uh, no. <gasps> or like McTaggart's like, sure, you can come and uh, work with uh, my orphans again. Oh, here's my new wife, by the way. <gasps> and like, there's like no options. Oh, and you're like, what no. do you do? And the only person left is Nigel. Who, oh, who spilled the wine? Who on spilled your the dress. wine on your dress? And you're like, oh, oh no! He seemed, if I remember correctly, he seemed nice. He was just like super awkward, ner- super and, awkward and nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow that track, uh huh. Because that is the best sex scene in the book. Is that the one? That's that we the read? one you read. Oh, it goes on for pages, and it is hot it is like it is like it is like there's lots of anticipation in it there's lots of first time stuff but it's also like everybody's hot for each other Uh like it's like you're genuinely you end up genuinely in love with this man but also the sex is like fucking out of this world and it's like it's one of my favorites because this is like a a hidden track yeah you would have you have to work super hard to find it yeah yeah yeah. you can't like just come upon it because you wouldn't in general it's not an adventure line it's not one you would pick it's like the unexpected romance Mm -hmm. it was i love this book it was so good there was obviously so much thought put into it so much work also when you go to egypt with lady evangeline you can't go back no there are never any options to go back you're just like in Egypt, and you can either end up with her or Kamal or Fabian Demange pussy. Right, right. <laughs> and and yeah, and there's all the different tracks you could take along there yeah, that yeah, could yeah. end up in all kinds of different Who places. Knows? Yeah, it takes all kinds of like left turns. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's. This was. This was such a fun read. It exceeded my expectations. Oh gosh, it was. It made me so happy. Yeah. Ugh, I'm, I'm exhausted now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Shall we fuck Mary Kill? Yeah. Um, okay. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Neil. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh-huh. Beef hearts. <laughs> so, these are actually steaks cut in the shape of beef. Uh, or cut in the shape of hearts. So, it's beef cut in the shape of beef hearts. They're beef hearts. <laughs> T-shirts, uh-huh. tech bro T-shirts, uh-huh. or um, Catholic iconography. Oh, okay. So beef hearts, tech bro T-shirts, mm-hmm. or Catholic iconography. Okay, I'm going to kill tech T-shirts. Uh huh. I'm going to. And these are all things that appeared in uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. Fuck Catholic iconography. <laughs> I'm gonna marry Beef Hearts. <laughs> um, I'm gonna kill Beef Hearts, if only because that was the dumbest thing I read in that book. It's yeah. like, these steaks are cut in the shape of hearts. Oh, fuck you! Nobody's taking the time to do that and it's dumb. Except if it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, but it's a steak. It's dumb. Okay. You're cutting off good meat. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. So I'm gonna kill beef hearts. Okay. But I'm gonna. And I'm gonna fuck. Well, they're already dead, honey. I know. <laughs> well, so many things are dead. Um, oh. I'm going to uh, fuck Tech Bro t shirts. Oh. Well, look, I've lowered myself for less. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've done worse than you. I, I know that for a fact. And I'm going to marry Catholic iconography because I love those candles. The votives? Oh, yeah. Right. With the saints on okay. them. Those are great. The <laughs> okay. okay. I have a St. Jude candle at home. I love it. Okay. Great. Um, so then Claire. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary kill. Yes. Um... Lady Evangeline. Uh-huh. Captain Angus McTaggart. Uh-huh. Or Fabian Demange Pussy. Oh, oh man. Um, oh. Okay, I'm gonna fuck Fabian Demange Pussy. Because <laughs> I tell you what, it, that is one of my secret... <sighs> okay. Okay, guilty pleasures. Guilty yes. pleasures. Eels. Guilty pleasures. Eels. I love the romantic kidnapper. Oh, I should not. Oh, it is dark. That is not good. It's not good. But oh, man, sometimes I'm all right with it. But I'm not going to marry it. I'm not going to marry him. I'm going to fuck him. Okay. <laughs> Which is an option in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to marry Lady Evangeline. Yeah. Oh, adventures. Adventures and so fun and sex. And she's so smart. Mm-hmm. And she's so friendly. And she's like mm-hmm. so excited. And you're not even worthy of, of her attentions. And she gives it to you. Yeah. She's the best. She's the best. And if you decide to, instead of going off with the pirates, if you decide to stay and study the temple, it's just the two of you in the temple. And it basically is like, there's so much to explore. Ooh. So it's basically like you're going to go fuck in every room in the temple. Good for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to kill Angus, but only because I already did that storyline. Okay. And I loved it. Okay. It was great. Okay. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lady Evangeline. Yeah. She was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I want to marry Lady Evangeline also. She was so great. Oh, yeah. She was so great. Um, I'm going to... Fuck Captain Angus McTaggart. Guys in kilts. I oh <laughs> god. So attractive. Redheads. Redheads in kilts. Oh. And then I'm gonna kill Fabian Demanche Pussy. Because he eats pussy. Because he <laughs> Because he kidnaps people for money. I know, it's there bad, bad player, bad. He had a whole when he was monologuing, he had a whole backstory about how, like, his father was French and his mother was Egyptian, and after he was born, like, society shunned them, and, like, he has a whole monologue for, for his backstory, and it was very sad, but, and he's like, the only way I could get by is being a sword for hire kind of thing. Mm. But he also kidnaps people and monologues out to the desert, so I'm I don't on, need him in my life. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, of the books... Oh, I think it's obvious. Yes. 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 Yeah, emphatically, we will marry the hell oh my God. out of My Lady Susie. I want to read the rest of it. And then also, I got an email from Amazon that's like, oh, you'd probably like these other romance choose-your-own-adventures. And they all sound so great. Ah. Like, there's one where you, it's like, you sent me a link, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, it's like Romeo and Juliet, but it's sort of like a tongue-in-cheek Romeo and Juliet. And then... You can decide to team up and use robots to, like, fight a mad scientist or something. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) And then there's one that, like, because it's on a tablet, it's set up so that there are certain characters that only unlock if you make certain choices. Kind of like the Nigel thing, which I think is super cool. So, like, I, I might have a whole new genre to spend all my money and time on. That sounds so. delightful. Oh, God. It was, and it was like, 
so witty and like, all the characters, especially especially the main character. She was so witty and just like, I'm kind of sick of everyone's shit kind of thing. Yeah. I, At least in the one that I read. Well, and I think like the you is like you can, the, the different cho- choices you make do change your character. Yeah. So like you yeah, can yeah, choose yeah. choices uh, where it's a more aggressive stance. And so your character is more aggressive mm-hmm. and you can choose more passive choices and mm-hmm. your character is passive. Yeah. Like when you're getting kidnapped, you can, cause you're, you're in the bazaar and you can choose to like stand a fight or choose to run. And then like when you get kidnapped when you, by Delphine, you can choose to just like sit there and not get killed or, and it's, and it's like worded as, yeah, focus on not dying right now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to make those choices. Thanks. Yeah. It was delightful. And oh, so much fun. So much fun. And then the, the other one. Kill it. That's done. We're done. Ugh. And out. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, Neil. Yes. You've picked the books I for next the books time. for next time. Uh, I think we need to bring in our segment, a new segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine, can you guess? Is that yep. what it's called now? What did we call it last <laughs> yeah, time? Whatever. Whatever. Christine. Yes. What do you think? Guess, guess. You, I. One of the titles is Dead Giveaway. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'll read you the other one. Okay, so the not obvious book is The Chateau by Tiffany Rees, which I think is how you say her name. She's a well-known writer, and she has a particular type of romance that she writes. So anyone who's familiar probably is... They know. Anyway, but it's called The Chateau. And it's actually inspired by the other book. But if I tell you the other book, it'll give away the title. So what do you think the theme is? is? Just from The Chateau? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, butlers? You're not that far off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> butlers yeah. feature, I think. It, yeah, it's... That's, like, like staff in a hotel? Um, no, butlers, you're heading in the right direction. Okay. But, like, take it much further. Oh, and I should say, this time, I do know what it is, because we talked about this beforehand. Like, usually I don't know what books you've picked, but this Mm -hmm. time I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm also in on it, so I can look at Christine's face as she's trying to just come up with it. Just think. Well, I'm, like, thinking servants. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, like, sexier. Um, like... Like sexy, like Alfred from Batman, sexy. Him and Robin's aunt that show up. Okay, so we're gonna read *The Chateau* by Tiffany Rez and *Story of O* by Pauline Rayage, translated by Sabine Destray. BDSM! BDSM! BDSM. And like classic. Yeah, yeah. Like the story of O uh, came out in 1954. Yes, I think so. And it is, it is, uh, except for like something, you know, the Marquis de Sade. Yeah. It is kind of where you start when you were. Yeah. You are kinking it up. Yeah, so we're doing BDSM. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay. There we go. Super exciting. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading the story of O. Great. Um, so, thank you, Claire. And thank you, Neil. 
Thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. Um, and remember, listeners, we are still looking for a submission. Yeah. Turn in your story to us. Turn um, in your novel or get your friends to. And what is the, yeah. uh, you know, talk to us on Twitter. Uh, send us an email. FMKpod at F- gmail.com. FMKpod at gmail.com. And thank you, authors. Thank you, authors. We appreciate your work as always. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was great. And thank you, Christine. Thanks, Christine. You're welcome. Yay! Yay! See you next time. Yeah. We have a theme song, Claire. Wow. <laughs> Are you done making noises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>